This is Alan Olson, and welcome to American Dreams. My guest today is Mark Lachance. Mark, welcome to today's show. Alan, thank you for having me. So, Mark, for the listeners, you got a good, solid background in the entrepreneurial world. Uh, can you can you review that with us? Starting, let's say, after college, uh, what led you from where you came out of school to where you are today? Sure, sure. So I, I graduated college in 1992, way back then, Alan. And uh, when I came out of school, it was, a, it was a recession, and I had a choice either to go work for Staples at about $22,000 a year or uh, <laughs> or State Street Bank at about $23,000 a year. So I didn't opt for either one of those, and I said, I'm, I'm going to go back and work for my father in construction. Um, and he paid me a heck of a lot more than that, but it was, uh, I'll have to say it was torture. I was, uh, out in the freezing cold or in the blazing hot sun. So that has, uh, has become my why to never have to be on top of that, you know, blazing roof in the summertime. So that was what I did right after school, but also coupled with that, uh, my brother was a, a top draft pick in the national hockey league. He was, he was drafted fourth overall by the New York Islanders. <clears throat> and he also was, uh, was one of the top recruits at college. So he went to Boston University and also played in the 1992 Olympics. So from there, I got a pretty good taste of what it would be to work in the professional sports world. And I met a ton of agents and I, I moonlit, I moonlit or moonlighted, whatever the proper language is there as a, as a sports agent and eventually became full-time. So from about 92 to uh, 1999, I was actually a sports agent. I had at the height of my practice, seven guys in the NHL, 35 in the minors. They were working their ways uh, way up to the bigs, and that was that was actually a lot of fun, a lot of uh, a lot of great travel. Um, but I quickly learned, Alan. I think you learned this long ago that recurring revenue is is an amazing thing. And uh, I lost two of my top clients, and thirty percent of my revenue went out the window. And I had a friend that was in the payment space, and he was making recurring revenue. About at that time it was about thirty thousand dollars a month uh, recurring which was huge in, in uh, the late nineties. And so he was in the payment space like uh, PayPal today or, or Stripe or uh, any of those companies. And he kind of taught me the business. So I jumped, uh, jumped in, left the sports world, although it was a lot of fun. I didn't enjoy, you know, losing my clients and uh, losing 30% of my revenue. So I got in there and I actually had since, since I got into the payment space, I had four successful exits and then kind of rolled into uh, digital marketing over the last five years. And, you know, Alan, over the last couple of calls that we've had with our, with our group, you know, that we're heavy into TikTok. And, uh, you know, so I've had good, great success in digital marketing and one mega epic failure in real estate back in 2007, 2008. So that's kind of in a nutshell where I've been over the last 20 years, 20 or 30 years. <laughs> Man, that's a phenomenal path. And it looks like you're, you're staying Sticking to digital marketing right now. Well, right now, yeah, it's working out pretty well. We've grown a company from two employees to over 300 right now, and uh, we're going to hit close to $80 million in revenue this year. So we're pretty excited at uh, the growth. Excellent. What does what scaling a company mean, and, and how do you do it? <laughs> well, there was a book written called Blitz Scaling by Reed Hoffman. I think you probably know him, Alan. He's, he's right around the corner from you in California. Yeah. Um, it, it's got different, you know, I have a different definition than what the book talks about. The book talks about blitzscaling companies, uh, with mega investments. So PE money or, or, you know, hedge fund cash and basically, you know, spending money 
as fast as you can, as as, as intelligent as you can. But my definition is a, is a little di- a little bit different. So we bootstrapped this company and we took every single dime of profit and rolled it back into revenue generation. So every single dime of profit, we put it into what's we'll called sales, business development, marketing, and media buying, right? So because my my you know my definition of, of growing a company is growing the top line first and then backfilling everything else else out. So you know figuring out how to make money, I think, is probably the hardest part. And you know that that's what we focused on. And you know again, like I said, from two employees to over three hundred, and from zero revenue in five years to over seventy five million this year. I'd call that blitz scaling. But again, the definition is rolling all of your cash back into revenue producing activities. That's that's basically in a nutshell the uh, definition. What happened to the uh, traditional media you know, marketing with print, TV, radio versus social media? <laughs> I mean, you hear Gary Vaynerchuk talk about this a lot, but if you're you're spending for a magazine ad or for a newspaper ad or for a television ad, ridiculous amounts of money. It's called your CPM, your cost per uh, per thousand views, is through the roof on those traditional advertisers. Whereas in social, it's a heck of a lot cheaper. And you're getting, that's where the eyeballs are, right? The eyeballs were on Facebook, now more so on Instagram and TikTok. And that's where, that's where you want to spend your money. At least, you know, that's where we've focused our media spend. Uh, about 65% of our media spend is on TikTok right now. That's where, that's where the eyeballs are. There's over 100 million people in the United States that are on the platform. And, uh, it's, it's an area of, and, and, you know, a lot of people have a misconception that it's only, let's say Gen Z or, or early or younger millennial, but it's not, it's actually, you know, every day it's trending higher and higher, the demographic. So, you know, I would highly recommend if, if your viewers, if your listeners are, are, you know, have businesses, which they probably do, <laughs> that you, they have to look at social as a form of uh, advertising. Now, what's the difference between marketing on TikTok versus Facebook? Uh, different demographics, so you your you know your creatives and your messaging has to be a lot different. Uh, TikTok is a lot you know bite size information, so you you have to get a message out in seven to fifteen seconds, right? Whereas on Facebook, you're you're still selling a lot through images and through text and through you know uh, creative you know creative writing, whereas on TikTok it's creative in the video sense in the in the creative itself. So it, it is a big difference. The messaging is different. The delivery is different. The, you know, I'll call it the character, the, the salesperson in the ad is different. Um, and so we had, you know, we had to figure out TikTok. Uh, if you want that story, I can give you that story. How, how we stumbled upon TikTok a couple of years ago is interesting. So if you want that, Alan, I can give that to you. <laughs> well, I loved, I always love stories there. Right. <laughs> how, how did that happen? So, well, Facebook, up until I'm going to say six months ago, was a very, very difficult, you know, entity or animal or beast to work with. And you, you hear the horror stories where they'll shut off your account for no reason, or they'll 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 shut you down for no reason, blah blah blah, or they'll hold your, you know, your ad campaigns or whatever. So we two and a half years ago, uh, yep, exactly two and a half years ago, Facebook literally shut us off. So we had 100% of our revenue running through Facebook and they decided in their infinite wisdom to, you know, forego about, I think it was about $2 million a month we were spending on the platform. I guess they didn't like that kind of money for whatever reason. And they shut us off, which, which forced us 
to to go out and find another partner. And luckily at that time, you know, TikTok was in its beta stage. They were so we were the the tenth uh, company in Canada to to actually be on the the platform. And so we were forced. We had zero revenue coming in. We were forced to really uh, figure the platform out and master it. And we did quickly. You know, we hired. Um, the strategy was to hire. Uh, sorry, on Facebook, you have a media buyer who's also the ad creator. But on TikTok, we found out the media buyer is definitely also not the ad creator. So that forced us to to learn how to, to buy on the platform and advertise on the platform, which is, you know, we had to develop a, a pretty big network of creators, which are, you know, younger folks that know how to edit videos quick. And, and I'm not one of those, Alan, just so you know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we were forced into it and Facebook actually did a huge favor. And now we're actually spending a ton on Facebook as well, more than we were back then. So, you know, sometimes negatives turn into positives, right? What's the biggest lesson that you've learned running your own business? Um, this is something you're familiar with, but it's who, not how, for sure. I mean, I've got a story on, on actually, you know, how I learned that. So it was 2010. And I was, I just launched my company right after my, my near death financial experience back in 2008, I uh, got back in, I was in real estate and I got totally hammered in the real estate deal and then had to get back into, into what I knew best, which was payments. So I launched the company in 2009 with the help of uh, investors and we, right out of the gate, we were really successful. So we went from, you know, one employee myself to over 215 employees within a year and a half. But I found myself sitting at my desk, you know, looking at my computer with, you know, maybe a thousand emails that were unopened. And I was just, I literally wanted to throw my computer out the window and quit. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't know how to run a company at that time. Wow, I had 215 employees. You might think I, I was successful. I, I wasn't at all. And so I had to learn how to run a business. So I found a, a business mentor. I went to a conference called, you know, Business Mastery, which then led me to Strategic Coach which then taught me that, look, you can't do everything yourself to build an empire. You have to bring in the who's that know what they're doing, right? You have to let go of your ego and you don't need to be the smartest person in the room. Um, because look, I, uh, I found that, or I, I, I do find that uh, entrepreneurs, and I, I call it the entrepreneur's dilemma, where entrepreneurs feel like they need to be the smartest and the best, which is to a total misnomer. It's, a, it's actually wrong to feel that way. And, and to think that way. So you need to, to, to build a big business, Alan, you know this, and you know, we're, we're at the same school of business right now. And you, know, you have to bring in people that are smarter than you and don't worry about it. And let them run the show, let them make the mistakes and let them be successful. And you sit back and coach them when they need to be coached, uh, reprimand if so. And if you have the right people, you never have to reprimand. At least that's what I found out. And so over the years, I've, I've learned that by bringing in the right people, stepping aside is the way to build an empire. And it's worked out quite well over the last few years. Tell us about your best-selling book, The Lucky Formula. The Lucky Formula, how to stack the odds in your favor and cash in on success. <laughs> so, and why, you might be asking, why do I call it Lucky Formula? Because my last name, La Chance or La Chance, actually means luck. So that qualifies me, Alan, to write a book about luck because my name says it. So, <laughs> but it's it's a book about how how you can stack the odds in your favor, um, how you can, um, you know, how to how to stack the odds in your favor. And luck is not a fluke; it's a formula. So it's it is success is an actual formula. So stacking things on top of each other, like for example, 
um, when you wake up in the morning, what story do you tell yourself? Are you telling yourself a story about success or are you a victim? Are you, what, what's your narrative? What's your, are you eating well? Is your energy level up? Are you, so what are the, you know, the, the book breaks down the 20 aspects of internal and external mastery. And it teaches you exactly what I did wrong in the past and what I'm doing right now to become very, very successful. Has your business been impacted since the pandemic? I would say impacted positively because we, we had, we, we were, we had an office in Montreal and we were all in the office. So basically we launched the company in 2018 and I was always a proponent of, you have to be in the office. You have to be in the office. And then when the pandemic hit, I thought it was going to be disastrous, but it actually turned out the other way because you can, you can get talent from around the world. And, you know, it turns out that, more than more than 50% of our team is from the Philippines, phenomenal workers, amazing people. And so I would say the, we were impacted positively from the pandemic. Now, how did you end up in the Philippines? It was funny because my brother has a, a virtual assistant company in the Philippines. And, you know, I didn't want to, at first I was like, ah, we don't need, we don't need VAs. And then all of a sudden I found that, you know, when we were remote, it's like, wow, let's, let's try my brother's company out. So we now have, I want to say about 75 of his employees that are, that are now our VAs, which is, uh, which worked out pretty well. I have a brother that has, actually has a company there. So. Oh, fun times. Hey, Marco, I appreciate you being with us today. If, it, if someone wants to reach out to you about a TikTok campaign or using your services, how would they go about it? They can find me on Instagram at Mr. Lucky Official. So it's M-I-S-T-E-R Lucky Official. And Alan, if I can give your, your viewers a gift, that'd be awesome. Can I do that? Absolutely. All right. So I'd like to give you the gift of the lucky quiz or the lucky assessment. It basically scores your, your ability to catch luck on a scale of one, uh, zero to 100. And you can get that at uh, theluckyformula.com slash quiz. Again, theluckyformula.com slash quiz. And it'll, it'll score you your luck uh, capabilities. And it will also give you tips and tricks on how to get luckier in life and successful in life. So there you have it. Mark, thanks for being on today's show. Alan, thank you very much.